Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, the White Ferns have, uh, of course, landed in South Africa this week in preparation for their T20 World Cup that takes place next month. But there's already a T20 World Cup happening in the country with the under-19s, of course, and uh, New Zealand are going extra well. They've finished second in their group to play uh, behind England on net run rate. They'll now face India in the semi-finals for a chance to either play England or Australia in the grand final. With us now is uh, New Zealand Cricket's high-performance coach, Sarah McGlashan, who's over there uh, with the under-19s. Sarah, uh, good evening to you, South African time. Uh, Thanks very much for uh, staying up for us. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Hey, look, uh, this is a fantastic performance so far. to be perfectly honest, um, it, it, I won't say a cakewalk, but you, you've played a good brand of cricket and you've dominated. Yeah, I know the group's gone really well. Um, I think it's fair to say we've probably surprised ourselves a little bit, um, to be honest, in terms of how well the girls have gone. Um, but like you said, like we, you know, we're just wanting them to go out there and play an exciting brand of cricket. Um, you know, it's the most fun. It was the best way to do it. So, yeah, I know they're doing really well and had some pretty convincing performances. So, uh, basically, you've been in uh, Potchefstroom um, for uh, two or three weeks now. Uh, you must be getting a little bit sick of the side of the place, but uh, you've found a, a good way to play on the surfaces there. Yeah, it's, um, there's not too much to do, and the security's pretty strict. Um, but, yeah, you know, that's what's been impressive about the group, is they've just got on with things, and, you know, when it's sort of time on task they're doing really well and then you know they're trying to enjoy each other's company and sort of a few cultural experiences as well off the field um so yeah no they're doing very well right okay let's uh, look at um, the potchestrom ground and the conditions there because it's had a fair amount of traffic as you head into the semi-final final stage what are you what are you expecting from the pitch surfaces yeah so there'll be um new wickets but sort of brought up new wickets, so to speak, um, in terms of the semi-finals and the finals. So that'd be a good thing because um, it's fair to say with the heat over here um, and the really condensed schedule, um, it's been pretty tough for the groundsmen to sort of get any water on them and things like that. So, um, yeah, we probably don't expect it to be overly different, though, to be honest. Have the, have the pitches so far, have they? I, I watched um, a game the other day where England played. They used about five or six spinners. I just wonder, is that the trend at, at this, this this particular juncture in the tournament now, or has that been the way the, the whole way through? Um, I actually think it's kind of been all the way through, to be honest. Um, you know, especially India, who we're about to come up against. Um, most games have just gone on with the one seamer, um, and I wouldn't say the conditions sort of suited that, or not necessarily suited it, but you know called for it early on. I think it's just the way sort of the women's game's going with T20 cricket at the moment. Okay, that's interesting. Um, so you're happy with your spin bowling stocks then, obviously? Yeah, no, really happy. Um, obviously, a big shame to lose Fran um, without bowling the ball, but that was always, I guess, sort of the risk having her involved. Um, but she was awesome around the group um, and sort of continued to provide a lot of knowledge and experience to our spinners. Um but no, really happy with the balance of the full squad. Um, and everyone sort of had a good run as well and done well out in the middle. 
a lot of the results um, demonstrate that you've been largely untested. Uh, is that now a bit of a, a worry going in against India? Um, no, I think early on it was probably more concerning that our batters hadn't been getting a hit. Um, I think the first sort of three games we only had three batters that. Um, so then sort of the optional trainings turned into full trainings for the batters. Um, but no, you know, they've been testing themselves in the nets and we've had a couple of open wickets to allow them to sort of get that game situation um, going on. Um, but yeah, no, for sure, you know, like any tournament, the further you go into it, the harder you expect games to get. You've got um, Georgia Plimmer with you, of course, um, and uh, she found some uh, good form in the last game ag- against uh, Pakistan. What, what about uh, the batting strength then? Uh, who are you relying on going forward now? Um, I think I wouldn't say we're relying on anyone, which is a really exciting thing about our batting group. Um, you know, we've got a really strong middle order that's hardly had a hit due to the success of the top order. Um, but when they have had opportunities, even like Georgia um, and Izzy Gaze in the last game, they've done really well. So they play an exciting brand of cricket um, as well. They're naturally attacking batters. So um, it's been very, very nice to watch. In terms of um, the spin bowling, of course, you, you need wicket-keeping strength when you're standing up to the stumps uh, for a predominance of the overs. How's uh, Izzy Gaze uh, looking with the gloves? Yeah, no, she's doing well. And, um, you know, she is our frontline keeper now, especially with Antonia out. Um, they're sort of sharing the gloves for a while there. But, um, no, she's doing well. Um, you know, they are testing conditions. But I think um, the experience she gained in the West Indies and Antigua, um, you know, provided her with a lot of sort of instant feedback in those games um, and was pretty testing physically. She played in every game. So, um, yeah, no, she's certainly used to it. Uh, uh, do you prefer to set a target and defend or are you happy doing either? I think we're happy doing either. Um, we have bowled first in nearly every game, though, in saying that. Um, but, no, I think the girls really don't mind um, which way the toss sort of goes at the moment. Um, but, you know, it's been a morning game. Um, you know, that might play into it a bit more than what we've done in the afternoon games. So, uh, India, what are their strengths? Um, certainly the spin bowling, because it's all they sort of bowl. Um, like, we've had one pace bowler, which is amazing. Um, but, you know, for some of these girls, they played them um, when we toured India in November. Um, so they've had that experience of playing against most of these players. Um, but, you know, you add in the likes of um, Shafali Verma and Gosh as well. Um, and, yeah, it's a very exciting lineup um, with some great experience from their senior players. England and Australia are on the other side of the draw. Um, of those two sides, so who would you um, who would you think would go through, or is it pretty even? Well, I think it'd be pretty even. Um, England have played some absolutely quality cricket, um, but probably haven't been tested either. Um, just sort of the way the draws have been, and with sort of sixteen countries playing in this World Cup, um, there's a real range in terms of what you're coming up against. Um, so yeah, no, I think that'll be that'll be a great game. Um, you know, the Aussie pace attack very impressive. Um, and I think just for those two countries, you know, they've got players that are sort of fairly full-time cricketers at a domestic level playing in franchise cricket with other internationals. So the um, the experience they gain from those competitions um, is very valuable in these tournaments. Well, tournaments like this, uh, Sarah, are a great opportunity to evaluate the, the next generation of talent, see how they're progressing in their uh, own sort of development. Uh, as a New Zealand cricket high performance coach, uh, what are you seeing out there in terms of the roll-on effect? Well, I think for me, it's just seen how like how much they're learning. To be honest, um, you know, for some of them, they're 
they're sort of fringe domestic players. Some of the girls haven't played a senior domestic cricket yet. Um, but especially, you know, we've had players sort of like Kaylee Knight and Natasha Kadaya that went to India um, and then came back and, you know, they had success within the domestic cricket, especially Kaylee and the Super Smash. So that's been really pleasing um, to sort of see the opportunities that have come just from them playing more cricket, to be honest, and especially with touring and coming up against different competitions. Um, uh, opposition, sorry, but you know, like the Flora um, debuted for CD, and little things like that are really pleasing. So, Sarah, in terms of um, going forward as well, uh, I just under, wonder that uh, the uh, women's IPL is about to uh, kick off. Uh, they haven't even had the auction yet, but it's it's not too far away from kicking off, uh, which is going to keep, um, uh, I would imagine, um, senior players uh, in the game just a little bit longer. Just common sense is that money wise. Um, so do you, do you expect that to be the case with some of our um, more seasoned players in, in the White Ferns proper? Yeah, I think, I think at the moment it's really pretty hard for them to think about walking away, to be honest. Um, you know, with the franchise cricket that's on offer, um, there's so many competitions now. Um, yeah, there's, there's plenty out there for them. So whether that impacts the international game, um, yeah, who knows at the moment. But I think it's pleasing to see some of those senior players get financially rewarded for um, some pretty long careers doing it tough early on. One of the, the hard things for, for young um, men or young women who um, you know go on tour for the first time and for a lot of these young players, uh, this is probably one of the more extended times they've been away from home. Um, how do you keep them uh, how do you keep them focused? How do you keep them um, away from the homesick type thing and, and, and keep them you know happy? Yeah, it certainly is um, for this group. And, um, you know, we're sort of talking the other night, you throw COVID in there and that sort of takes a lot of these girls back to sort of being 12, 13-year-old um, kids to an extent. Um, so, yeah, even just the travel um, the travel to start with, um, you know, none of the girls were used to that sort of long-haul flight and lots of things that they're experiencing for the first time. Um, but certainly being on the road and being away from home is pretty challenging. Um but no, I've been really impressed the way they've got on so well, um, so quickly as well. We didn't have much of a lead up into this. Um, it's been really impressive. Um, we've tried to do a few things, been on sort of like animal parks and things like that. Um, but like I say, the security's pretty strict. Um, so yeah, we haven't actually got out too much, unfortunately. Tell tell us about the, the level of security and why. Um, I think it's just initially that there's just so many countries involved, like 16 countries um, in terms of teams, to then actually have enough security on the ground um, that when teams are going away from um, the accommodation that they need, police escorts and things like that. So I think part of it is actually just to to be across and have enough staff um, available for all the teams. Um, yeah, but... Um, no, like everyone feels really safe. It's certainly not that anything, this um, area is unsafe. It's just that, um, yeah, it's maybe spread thinly in terms of resources with it. But no, they're doing really well. There's about 20 monkeys around the accommodation this morning, so that provided entertainment for the girls. Fantastic. Uh, I, I've got to say, I mean, I've been to Pochestrom. Um, I didn't stay long, fortunately, but uh, I didn't have the chance to get to know it as well as uh, as uh, your group has, has got to go. I uh, got to know it, and um, I, I'm sort of, I'm not envious of you at this point, but that was quite some time ago. <laughs> um, I, I just wonder if you're getting a little bit stir-crazy, though. 
Yeah, no, they've done really well. We um, we ventured out today to actually just another hotel now. <laughs> to sort of jump in a new pool and um, have different <laughs> scenery. Um, so, yeah, sometimes it's as simple as that, just changing your scenery. Um, but no, I th- they're fine. Um, there's, I don't know, there's some singing going on upstairs at the moment and stuff. So, yeah, no, they certainly entertain themselves well. That's cool. Um, just overall, uh, as you look at um, women's cricket at this level, are you happy with what you're seeing? Um, you know, you've been around the game for a long time. You, you're happy with the development uh, globally? Oh, certainly. The skills that are on display here at this tournament um, are really impressive. Um, you know, I think that the challenge for us at New Zealand Cricket is we've just, we need to put a program in place that um, is like there's constant steps for these players. Um, you know, if we're honest at the moment, there's a, a big jump um, from sort of age group cricket to domestic cricket and then to the international game but what we're seeing at the moment is that jumps happening really quickly um, so you know that's sort of my job to try and create more of these opportunities um, for these players Well Sarah also I guess you've, you've got to um, look at the development um, and you know the continued development of the, of the younger members too of uh, the White Ferns uh, squad that uh, is currently getting ready to play um, that T20 World Cup. About 12 months ago we saw the 50 over World Cup in in New Zealand, and uh, we we didn't make the playoffs, which was uh, a bit of a bummer. But um, how do you how do you figure in T Twenty cricket, looking at the makeup of our side and those sides competing? How do you feel we might go there? Yeah, I think if I'm honest, like a team with your Susie, um, with your Susie and Sophie and Amelia and players like that um, that are genuine match winners, um, we always we always have a chance. Um, yeah, I think in my ideal world, it would just be that our domestic competition, um, you know, provides them better preparation um, and more sort of competitive cricket when leading into these events. Um, so yeah, I've actually really liked the fact that you know some of the some of the um, major associations have got overseas players, and you know, I saw some highlights on the TV the other day of Charlie Nod and Laura Harris, um, you know, having a bit of fun at the basin, and yeah, it looked really impressive. So. All going well. Um, we can just continue to lift the standard of that Super Smash competition. Yeah, that would be good because uh, that'll have a flow-on effect. Hey, Sarah, can, uh, thanks very much for uh, taking the time to, to just enlighten us a wee bit now that it's, uh, it's becoming very, very serious for your, your group over there. All the very best against uh, India, and uh, we'll be watching from home. Thanks for your time. Awesome. Thanks, Busy.